know most of you came here today, this week. To rekindle your defining moment. We have to understand that this dispensation that God saw so fit to trust a generation with. There's got to be something about your spirit awareness that realizes I was born in this season for a divine purpose. Whatever's being, being thrown at me out there from the world of carnality, you got to know that it doesn't move God. You know, when all of this came down with the same-sex marriage, you know what I did when I heard it? I started laughing. I started laughing because I knew God was in control. See, we are in a, the dispensation. Now listen to me. We are, you, your generation. See, I'm in a dangerous place. I don't know if it's because of my age or the age we're living in. But I'm having Enoch moments. I'm having Enoch moments. It's maybe because I'm getting older, I'm getting closer to that transition. But I believe it's the age we live in. Something about the Holy Spirit is prompting us to look up again. The devil's been trying to depress us and oppress us to look down. He's trying to keep us from looking with our eyes the signals of his assignments. And he trusted this generation. I'm not here to be your motivational speaker for this morning. Come on, it's bigger than that. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to speak. But I honestly believe that my assignment this week is to impart a spiritual priority to your generation, you, that somehow has gotten lost in the fluff. You got to understand that Christianity isn't fluff, but it is enough. It's that Christ-like moment when we identify with something that's bigger and greater and more powerful than the, ever, the enemy could ever come close to resembling. Would you say this after me? The devil is not in control of my eternity, my destiny, my integrity, my identity and my journey. See, when a child of God looks into the Word of God and sees the Son of God, he or she is changed by the Spirit of God into the image of God or for the glory of God. we got to get back to the transition. Listen, we are in the dispensation of transition and transcending. We are in the dispensation of transition. We're transitioning out of here. But we're not transitioning out of here in defeat. We are transitioning out of here in victory. 
His glory. Woo. You ever heard the, you ever seen the old Model T cars? I mean, I'm sure it was way, 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 you know, you read it in history or maybe, you know, went forward, created the Model T. You remember that? I never drove one, okay? I'm not that old. Close, but not that old. But you remember, you ever watched on maybe a black and white television, those little Model Ts, they're kind of, they get going and they kind of sputter. Well, I got to tell you, throughout the last hundred years, Christianity has sputtered. But not today. We've traded in the Model T. What car could we put in place for a Model T that you would be impressed with? A Lamborghini? Okay, we just put the gospel in a Lamborghini. Are you ready to do this thing? Listen, this is your supernatural assignment, man. It's not by mind. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not about an emotion. It's about a presence. And I'm already preaching better than you're responding. Don't make me come out there. Come on. No, I... I, again, I'm not your motivational speaker, and if I'm getting a little handsy and a little wild, I can't help it. I've had this defect since birth. I've tried medication. It doesn't work. But what I'm saying is every part of me is now seeing a designed purpose for you, this generation. You're not the oops child of some birth-related popularity. Oh, well, my mom and dad got... Listen, your mom and dad didn't get together to create you. Your God got together to create you. Now, he did use your mom and dad. Thank you. Are you catching this? And as you understand this, this, this season, this transition that we're in, man, all of a sudden the priorities of what I am in Christ starts taking on a whole new set of priorities. See, understand this. Passion doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be accurate. Come on. The Bible constantly talks about zeal. One time he says zeal without knowledge isn't good. I call that rednecking. You know, what's the last thing a redneck says before he goes to ER? Hey, y'all, watch this. So zeal without knowledge. But there is another zeal, what the Word says in Romans. Woo. Chapter 12, verse 11, he says, you never lag, not lack, lag in zeal. So we're not here. We shouldn't be here to get your zeal going. You should be the first one in the morning. Mom, Dad, woo! Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, if you're one of those personalities, kind of like, you know, robotic and just kind of, you know, uh, melancholy, melancholy, and just kind of set back, and all of a sudden you get into the kitchen, and there's your mom and dad, and you're there, and all of a sudden they're sitting at the table, and they're going, Mom! Dad! 
what? You're on drugs. No. But I am high. Come on. I'm on uppers. The upper room experience. I finally got the now that Peter got. This generation, you you guys got to understand, you're not an accident. You are an assignment. It's time to start laughing at the devil. It's devil booty kicking time. But you've got to understand within the framework of your identity, you own it. Come on, you own it. This is your shining moment. And anytime you feel like somewhere you're lagging in zeal, you pray in tongues until it brings you up to it. I'll show you an example. Start praying in tongues. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss your assignment for this transition dispensation. Come on. And we're not transitioning out of this to escape it. Come on. We're transitioning it out of it because we are ready to bring his glory so we can bring all that we can into eternity with us. Come on! His glory! Come on, pray in tongues. See, when you pray in tongues, it doesn't give you a Pentecostal moment. It doesn't define you as a Pentecostal, you know, uh, instead of a Baptist, okay? But what happens when you pray in in the Holy Spirit? There are two things that immediately start moving in the direction of your assignment. One, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 26, is what? When you pray in tongues, you begin to pray things that you're not sure you know what to be praying for. But it automatically lives within the kingdom assignments and priorities. It sees what you don't see. Therefore, it can go where you don't go. But the Holy Spirit is hoping that you're going to enjoy the ride as much as he has. Man, come on. You know, with all that's going on in the world, I got to tell you, this is my Steve Munn's perspective. doesn't mean a whole lot not going to find it in the Bible but one of the delays that I believe you know we're looking at this dispensation and we're looking around and we're going everything in the Bible says when these things come to pass so look up look to the eastern sky Jesus is coming we are looking but I think that the thing that the Holy Spirit is doing the most of is he's wanting to wait for the he's trying to hold on to the rapture to the last minute because he's having a blast Come on. We love having a blast with him. I'm going to go ministries, man. We, we, we will have defining moments in the presence of God. We get drunk. I've never tasted wine. I've never tasted beer. But I get drunk. 
I like an old t-shirt that says, you know, last night I stayed out late, hung out with my friends and got drunk. What'd you do at your youth service? See, you know, and, and that's what, you know, that's what some of those guys said in verse 13 of Acts chapter 2. Because, you know, they were kind of put out with this. Because these disciples, they were no longer this dignified group of people that Jesus <laughs> was having issues with for three and a half years. I mean, not just three and a half years. It took him 40 years just to corral them back to the same priorities of what he was dying for. From the time of the resurrection until he went transcended into heaven, I, I, there was 40 days. I mean, he had to clean up a mess. But when the Holy Spirit hit planet Earth, it didn't just change, listen, the character of man, it changed the personality of man. I, I am one of those, man. I was an introvert. They branded me at the age of 10. My counselor in school said I was an introvert. Now, if you're going, if you're an introvert, what am I? I was very shy, insecure. I mean, you know, I moved 26 times from the time I was in the sixth grade until I graduated from high school. So I never had real close friends. I mean, I was just moving. I remember going to one, I remember going to one school twice in one year and moving from one house one day, going to this school and registering another school the next day. And so it created a lot of insecurities. I, in all the years of my life, I only know the name of one friend, Tommy. That's the only, I, the only friend that I can remember. And I'm not going, poor me. Are you kidding? My life was a journey. I made it a defining moment out of it. I showed the devil who was in control. I showed the devil that, man, what a cheap thrill you must live on. Some cheap thrill planet that the devil lives on. Are you kidding me? I got a double dose of the Holy Ghost. I went to a, my dad forced me at 14 years old to go to a, you know, I was saved in a Baptist church at 12. Two years later, my dad forced me to go to a Pentecostal youth camp. Now, I don't know if any of you are here from a stringent Baptist background, but going to a Pentecostal youth camp is not your idea of a great week. I mean, I was raised in VBS. For years, VBS, baby, I was a VBS. I had every star of every color. I created enough crafts with popsicle sticks to start my own general store. I'd come home with my parents going, look, Mom, what is it? My, my mom would go, that is so cute. Look, Chuck. He goes, what is it? It's my love. I loved it because, you know, back then, that's, that, El, that Elmer's glue, we would eat it as well. That was our snack. Teachers didn't mind because it sealed our mouth shut. But when you, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. 
So I go from this VBS atmosphere to this Pentecostal camp. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I'm hearing this. Sounds like a misfired crotch rocket. <laughs> One time I was in this service. This sweet little old lady, she was probably about 230. <laughs> it was so awesome. She had more wrinkles than a bag of dried prunes, but it was. It, 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 <laughs> and she was probably about four feet, five inches tall on a good day. Weighed every bit of, you know, 81 and a half pounds. And she would, I'll never forget going to this church service. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm just like, okay, this is my first time in this church. Okay, this is good. All right. Praise and worship. And all of a sudden, here's this 81 and a half year, I mean, 81 and a half pound, 230 year old lady. And she's got this cane. And she's walking around the aisles going, and she could hardly see. I mean, she had Coke bo bottom of Coke bottle glasses, you know. Her eyeballs was bigger than what she was able to see. And she's walking around going, and then she would start honing in on her victims. Then she'd get really excited. She would go, bum, 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 and then her feet would start moving. And she'd go, oh, 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 Well, I'd never met this lady, but she just looked dangerous enough to lay hands on you. So she comes, you know, so every time, wherever she was sitting, when I'd go to the service, I would make sure I was sitting on the other side. Where's the bubba woman? And I would look for her. One Sunday I got there, and she wasn't there. I'm going, woo, I'm going to enjoy this service. So I'm over here on, the, <laughs> on this aisle. And I'm just having a great time. All of a sudden I hear it. And I look over, and there she was. Right there staring at me. I am trying to squeeze by my friends to get on the other side of the row. My best friend. I go, it's a baba woman. Let me through. And you know, he looked at me and went, You ever have demonic friends like that? They're not there when you need them. I saw that look. I go, I go, Denny, let me through. He goes, no. And then he started moving his body like, well, he moved it like this so I couldn't even get by. And I'm trying to push him, but I don't want to cause a scene and just have a domino effect. And here's the lady. She's looking at me going, ba, 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 ba. Takes her about 30 minutes to raise the hand. I don't know if that was the power of God or she's just on delay. And she's looking at me with the Coke bottle glasses. Ba, 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 
Okay, Steve, just take your medicine. Let's get this over with. All of a sudden, she raises her hand and she lays hands on me. And when she laid hands on me, the power of God hit me. Remember about being concerned about that row having a domino effect? When she laid hands on me, I backed up against Denny. Denny fell out of the power. And he fell to the next person. There's about 15 in this row. All of a sudden, there's But when the power of God hit me, see, the word says this. I love how God's told Isaiah. He says, you know what? How many think that, that your generation is full of rebellion? How, how many think that your generation is full of dishonor? How many think your generation is full of disobedience? Now, what do you think the, great, the best solution for this is? Jesus. Hey, great answer. Great answer. Jesus. <laughs> well, here's what God said to Isaiah. Chapter 28. He says, here's how I'm going to reach the disobedient. Here's how I'm going to reach the rebellious. Isaiah said, I'm waiting. He said, it's not going to be line upon line, precept upon precept, sermon upon sermon, message upon message. Isaiah says, okay, that's how we've done it in the past. God says, there's a wind of change. There's a wind of change coming. You know what that means? He's taking the work out of our efforts and putting in the assignment of his presence. Because when his presence has access, two things happen. Freedom and ultimate joy. I mean, when's the last time you had a Mark Hankins moment? When's the last, how many know who Mark Hankins is? Okay, well, he's a minister. I call him the, the apostle of laughter. Yeah, come on. That's like I call Miguel in our youth group. I call him the apostle of joy. He's always smiling. Smile. No, I'm just joking. He's always. But the spirit of uh, Mark Hankins needs to come on us. What is that? Here it is. I'm sitting in a service one time with Mark Hankins, and he gets up, grabs his Bible. He says, open the Bible. That was as far as he got. He didn't even give a scripture reference. I'm going, I'm waiting. I'm going to take notes. He opens the Bible, and he goes, Ha 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 When he did that, I'm going. Where's that scripture? Hezekiah? And for you that don't know, there's no Hezekiah in the Bible. Okay. I know. I was in Bible college. Some girl came up to me and said, Steve, God gave me a word for you. Really? Yeah. Hezekiah 4 4. 
I went to my room. Four hours later, I realized there wasn't a Hezekiah. I'm in Bible college. God goes, missed that one, didn't you? And all of a sudden, he goes, ha, 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 ha. And when he went, ah, ha, 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 something hit me. See, the Holy Spirit, you cannot even come close to your, not just assignment, but your identity without the Holy Spirit. Because he said, I'm not going to do it by might, not by power, but I'm going to do it by my spirit. What is that? That's the Holy Ghost. Peter says, this is the beginning of that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Are you catching this? Don't make me go to my karate move moment. But this is our defining moment. I've been involved in youth ministry for 40 years because I love seeing every generation step up to the plate. That... Jesus looks at and says, this is it. Billy Brim said, this is the last generation. And they will see Jesus return. This is our defining moment. Come on. Forget white moon, red moon, bad moon rising. Who cares? But there's a good God rising right now. And he says, in the last days, my glory is going to fill the earth with every part of me. And you're going to love it. You're going to go to a job that you thought you hated? Going into your boss that you thought was of the devil? If not, he missed a good chance to be. And you're going to go, he's going to go, hey. Yes, sir. Get that done. (laughs) Can you imagine back in the kitchen washing dishes at a restaurant that you're working in and you're back there? I didn't know if that was a Holy Ghost or a close relative called a dove. More like one of California quails. But I got to tell you, this is our defining moment. And I'm sticking around, guys, until you get her done. I said, I'm sticking around until you guys get her done. Uh, Oh, man, some of you, oh, man, some of you just need relief. Come on. The devil's got you so constipated. You lack supernatural regularity. Ha, 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 ha. So, Steve, can you talk like that? I've been in youth ministry 40 years. I got a license to. You know what it's called? Forgiveness. All right. Ha, 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 ha. No, it's time. We're in a transition dispensation. 
We're transcending, transcending, transcending into realms. Listen, could, could I give you the definition of transcending? I'm not going to be like Mark Hankins. I will read it. Transcending is to rise above or go beyond normal limits of something. Okay. Thank you. Obviously, it didn't have the same effect on you that it had on me. I must be more spiritual. That's the only thing I can think. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. joking. Great peace that they that love thy law, nothing shall offend them. All right, now look. To rise above... Go whoop whoop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, I don't know what the dodo birds sound like, but I'm sure they're. <laughs> to rise above or go beyond normal limits. You know what that is? That's the supernatural. Come on. That's the supernatural, man. God says, I'm not going to do it line upon line, precept upon precept, rule upon rule. I'm going to do it with stammering lips. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going to do it with stammering lips. And then he goes on and says, and an unknown tongue. Now, here's what you're questioning right now in your mind. I go to school and I look at a young person, one of my peers, and they need help. And I'm supposed to look at them in the face and go, ba 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 ba. Well, at least start there. But one thing for sure, you will have their undivided attention. Maybe they've heard words come from you before that meant nothing, but you stop and look at somebody and go, ba, 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 ba. You're going to stay for the ordeal. Like you're wanting to see what drug they're on. Why? Because you're wanting it. I'm going, man, I got high on the most high. Woo! The only drug that I ever had is when I was drugged to church every Sunday and Wednesday, man. Come on! But in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to carry the assignment of God in this generation. I said in this generation. Yeah, but my generation is caught up with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Who told you that? The devil. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the devil is a liar. A what liar? A habitual. What's your name? Jeb. Can I preach this, Jeb? Is that all right? I, I don't know. <laughs> you the man. So, Steve, are you out to offend people? Not if I can help it. But what I'm saying, come on, guys. This is our defining moment. Yeah, Jesus is coming. 
but he's also here. I said, Jesus is coming, but he's also here. Listen, I can do this a lot better than from coach. Come on. Chip Rim, he, he, he has nothing on me. I'm just joking. When God, <laughs> never mind. But are we ready for this, guys? This is not just about you attending some kind of event. Come on. This is not even about you attending some kind of a moment. It's about you becoming a part of a movement. Are you ready to move with the glory? <laughs> oh, man, I can see it all over your face. Some of you are trying to register it through your brain. Don't waste the time. And it's not because you're not smart. Oh, it's because your brain is always going to be limited. That's why you need to pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on. Because in verse 17 of chapter 8, or excuse me, 27 in chapter 8, it says, for the Holy Spirit will bring us into complete harmony with the will of God. Are you catching this? We may not all be called to the fivefold ministry, but we are all called to do the will of God. And you may not know what the will of God is. But I got to tell you, when you start praying in the Holy Spirit, number one, is you begin to operate in realms that you may not know that he does. And number two, he's going to attach you to the unity of that will. What does that mean? You're going to enjoy serving God on that level. Come on. Double dose of the Holy Ghost. Ain't no power like Ain't no potty like the Holy Ghost potty because the Holy Ghost potty won't stop. Ain't no potty like the Holy Ghost potty because... Hey, no, 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 no. Don't let people next to you that either don't know the words or don't care to find out what they are intimidate you. During this convention, this conference, this movement, that moment, you're going to enlarge the borders of your personality. Now, your character will too. But character is not an issue because it's stable. Why? Because it's Jesus. Character is stable. Why? Because it's Jesus. Personalities aren't. Because most of us wrap our relationship to the gospel and to Christianity based on a what? Our personalities. Well, I don't have that lion personality. I'm not one that charges into room, go, rah, get in charge. Maybe you're not an otter personality where you're just going, let's have fun. Or maybe that golden retriever, real quiet and going, okay, you do it your way. Or then the beaver going, hey, there's only one way to do it, and it's my way. So your personality needs to get into the character of what? Freedom. What does that mean? It's not intimidated by others. Come on. Like I said, 10 years old, I was branded what? An introvert. And then I, my dad forced me to go to a Pentecostal camp. I'm sitting in Dobbins, California, 
up in the Sierra Nevada mountains. And this is their idea of a youth camp. A 10 by 10 wooden frame called a stage. Our swimming pool was a hole dug into the creek where the snow melted. There was no heater. We would play water volleyball and within 15 minutes, every one of us had blue lips. And it had nothing to do with lipstick. I mean, we, our showers, we had one heater. And if you didn't get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you didn't get a hot shower. The water was, the water never got warmer than 52 degrees. But we were kids. We had thick skin. Plus, we wanted to be macho. We'd jump in and go, oh, the water's fine. Not going to this camp. And I get there. And you know what our seats were? Here, here's was the seats. They were, they were these redwood trees that fallen redwood trees, and they just cut a V in them and then placed them on the hill. It wasn't awesome if you had to sit there because most of our speakers were two hours long. About halfway through it, I'm mostly concentrating on my bootay, not the glory. So I would stand up pretending I'm spiritual. I'd raise my hand, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. And all I was doing was asking the Lord to heal my rear. Why I had fallen asleep. It's just hard. I'll never forget Archie Webb, my youth pastor. He was our district youth pastor. I have a whole chapter dedicated in honor to him in my book. And Archie Webb gets up there. He's got the thick glasses. You got to understand, Archie Webb was, was the epitome of uncool. He had nerd glasses, walked with a limp, had buck teeth. When he would sit me down and talk to me, I had to get through all that. I had to get beyond the buck teeth and the nerd glasses. Oh, yeah, he even had the white tape in the middle. I said, Archie, why don't you buy you some new glasses? Too expensive. Tape can fix anything. Duct tape. But we didn't have ducks up there, so it was, it was hard to find out. <laughs> but Archie Webb gets up there and he says, you know what? The Holy Spirit is pouring out the presence of God on a whole new level to this generation. And I was part of the hippie movement. I mean, we all wore the peace symbols, you know. I mean, hello. I mean, I'm out from California. This was the 60s and 70s. I know you're headed to California, right? Going to school there, right? Father, help him, Lord Jesus. And he will. And so during all this whole, I mean, and all of a sudden, here's Archie. Anybody got some glasses I could use? Well, here, hello. Let me see your glasses. Oh. Where'd everybody go? Come back, seriously. Now you got you to you think of tape right here. And here we get out. 
Now children. We're youth. Now children. The Holy Spirit. It's moving. All over the earth. Now, he had one leg or shorter than the other because he had a blood disease. I mean, he I mean, seriously battled most of his life with this blood disease. He would have to get a blood transition, transition, a blood, blood transfusion about every three and a half months. But he had one leg and he always kind of walked with a limp. But I loved Archua. He was my youth pastor. He might have been a nerd to everybody else, but he was my hero because he introduced me into the dimension of the supernatural. I'm this introverted little kid. Archie Webb gets up. Now, how many of you, and his legs were crooked, How many of you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? At that point, you know, I'm up because I'm trying to get relief. So at that point, I sit down. And he goes, Steve? I'm looking around like, there must be another Steve around here. Well, actually, he didn't call me Steve. He called me Stephen. Stephen, Stephen Mons, come here. Oh man, it was like when he said, Come here, I was going, Devil, hold me. I mean, I'm an introvert, I don't like to get in front of people, I don't want to even be noticed let alone share time with someone who is. So I'm going, yeah, yes, sir. So I walk up there, and I got my, you know, I got my head where it's normally aimed. I could tell you people's color of their shoes, but I couldn't tell you the color of their eyes. I was so intimidated. And he come, I come up there, and he goes, Stephen, you need the whole house. going, okay. And he goes, in the name of Jesus. All I remember is his hand hit me, my head, and the power of God whoo, came in. Thank you, bud. We'll pray for those eyes later. That, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. All I remember is him laying hands just like this. It was, I mean, it was it barely even, it was almost like the Holy Ghost, the wind of the Holy Ghost, whoo, just kind of, it threw me down to the ground. And immediately, I didn't have this, ba, 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 ba. All of a sudden, all I could remember, Archie saying, you can run, but you can't hide. Two hours later, I am praying in with the host of the Most High. 
I don't even remember getting up out of that element. I, I hadn't touched into the realm of freedom in so long. I'd been intimidated with life for so long. I moved so many times, like I told you, one time I went to this classroom and this girl behind me, my first day in class, she taps on my sh shoulder and she, I turn around and she goes, hi, good looking. I turn my head around. The next day, I moved to the back of the class. I asked the teacher, could I move to the back? I didn't know how to act or, in, or interact with anybody. You know, Mark Harper wrote a book several years ago in children's ministry. He said, the Holy Ghost took the chicken out of me. One day I'm going to write one that says, the Holy Ghost made a monster out of me. You talk about a monster house? This is the temple of a monster. Are you catching this? God is taking us to supernatural levels here this week. My job today is not just to raise the level of your expectations, but also to get you excited about charging into it. Woo, come on. Time to charge into and see in verse 13. Listen to me. In verse 13 of chapter 2 in the book of Acts, these mockers said, oh, you guys are ridiculous. This sounds absolutely absurd. Finally, Peter stands up. <laughs> Took him 30-some years to get to this point. But he finally, I can just see Peter's there, man. He's just enjoying the very presence of God. He's finally on the same page as Jesus is. One moment in the Holy Ghost will turn your world right side up. All the priorities that you've always wanted to be a part of automatically hits planet you. And finally, I just see Peter. He's praying because that's what they were doing. And finally, when the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden, he's hearing this mockery in the background. Now those guys, they're drinking 9 o'clock in the morning. Come on. Finally, the Bible says, and Peter stood up. I was watching a special the other day on Shaquille O'Neal. The man's a monster on steroids. Okay, not on steroids, but he's a monster. Maybe he's drank monster drinks all this. I don't know. But, and I'm watching when he was LSU and his coach, and it showed him standing up next to his coach. They're both sitting down on the couch, and they look pretty close to the same size. And all of a sudden, Shaquille stands up. I mean, he wears like size 26-mile shoes. They're not shoes, they're skis. He doesn't have to rent skis, doesn't have to buy them. He's born with them. And when he stood up and his coach stood up, all of a sudden, it was like the coach stopped standing. And Shaquille was, I got to tell you, man, there's a giant inside of you ready to stand up and the Holy Ghost is here to make sure you stand up and do it the way he has called and anointed this last generation to do it in his presence where there's fullness of joy. Say it with me. His presence 
where there's fullness of joy. I should have been a choir director. I mean, I directed a lot better than you sounded, but hey, I'm, I'm just joking. Are you with me? In his presence. Some of you laggers out there, maybe you've never been a part of a choir. Let's get with the program. In his presence. In his presence. Oh, oh. You, you follow me. If I go like this, that means you hold it out. If I go like this, stop. Or somebody will stop you. No, I'm just doing that. In his presence. There is fullness. Of joy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Some of you guys need to lap your way into victory. Some of you need to lap your way into healing. Come on. Some of you need to lap your way into restoration. Some of you need to lap your way into forgiveness. says God laughs at the calamities. Don't sit there and go, God, do you see what the devil's doing? God's going to go, but aren't you seeing what I'm doing? He's under your feet. Come on. He lives below shoe level. It's a victory moment, a defining moment. But you're going to need the Holy Ghost to get into it. Come on. Uh, some of you are already looking at me like, what have I got myself into? That's why we don't print the fine letters. Because we know you might read them. But this is our defining moment. It's not by mind, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. Get these spiritual antennas. I'm not going to leave you this morning without you finding this movement. God says in the last days it will be a defining moment. It's not the destination that defines us. It's the journey. Now begin. All of you that are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't make me go find Archie Webb. Don't make me go find that little woman. One time in that service, put your hands down. I had one of those senior moments. I forgot something. I'm a senior. I get eggs for a dollar at Denny's. And the movies. And a movie. I got a discount on a movie. Oh, Jurassic Park was never so cheap. glad you got excited about that. It's not like we're having a raptor moment, not a rapture. All right. But anyway, uh, this little lady, she remember the cane? She became my best friend. From that moment on, I looked for her every Sunday. You're not going to believe what her name was. Henrietta. 
she, you know what she said just to call me? Hun. I said, I have a hard time calling a 230-year-old lady hun. She just, just call me hun, hun. I said, okay, Henrietta. One time I'm in the service. And I'm battling some things, obviously, from the week. And I'm in there, and my mind is in other places. And here comes hun, Henrietta. And she comes up, and I hear the ba 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 and she looks up at me, bah, 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 bah. and I look down and go, this is not a moment for a ba 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 I'm thinking of some things out. I mean, a girl just had the audacity of breaking up with me. Can you believe that? With all my qualifications. And I told her so. I made a list. Do you realize when you're breaking up with me, you're going to lose out on these things? I wrote 102 of them. After the second one, I exaggerated. But it, it, it. And I go, Henrietta, not today. And she looks at me, bow, 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 bow. And I just wasn't going to give in. That's when she took her cane and hit me on the leg. Now, I don't know if it was a pain from the cane or it was the power of God, but I hit the ground. I fell right. It caught me so, it caught me so off that I started laughing. And she's going, now, Steve, you don't get up till I tell you to. And I looked up and she's got this cane. I'm going, yes, ma'am. And some of us just need those moments, man. And we just forgot the goodness of Jesus. We fought, forgot what the Holy Ghost brought to the plate of enjoying life, Jesus style. Let's get back to it. Your generation is counting on you. You look to your generation. You look in the eyes of your generation. Walk. I had a kid in my youth group. He would walk down the aisle. He would go to school one hour, one hour early. His name was Matt Richmond. And he would go to the school one hour early and lay hands on every locker. He would go to every room that he was part of and he would lay hands on every one of the chairs in that room. The power of God was so strong. One time this kid comes up to me and says, I don't know you and you don't know me, but there's something about you that I need. I got some problems. And Matt says, come here. And when he grabbed him by the shoulder, the power of God hit him. And right there in a the hallway at a secular school, this kid falls under the power. I said, what would you do next, Matt? He goes, I just fell under the power too. We both started going, ha, 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 ha. He became the captain of his football team, most popular in his school. I got to tell you, God's looking for some Daniels to show up, some Shadrachs, some Eshachs, and Abednego. Listen, you got to understand that the stamina of Daniel outlived three kings. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, and Darius. He outlived three carnal, pagan,
Babylonian kings. Are you ready to go the distance? It's not who is sitting in the White House that matters. It's who's sitting in this house that matters. And Jesus is on the throne. Now, are you ready to have a defining moment? Get these antennas up. Close your eyes. Listen, put them back down. Senior moment two. After I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's the way I work, guys. It's just my staff and my interns, they pray for me all the time. Well, actually, they pray for themselves because they're under me, but... After two hours of praying in tongues, I don't remember anything. This is what they told me that happened. After two hours, they carried me to my dorm, put me in my bed. The next thing I know, waking up the next morning praying in tongues. That moment on, look out, devil, here I come. I went back. I was a church brat, went back to my youth group. We intimidated all the girls from coming to our youth group. No, we did. We would moo every time a girl would come in or bark. Moo, what a cow. Roof, roof, you're a dog. So all that was left in our youth group was 12 guys. I was a church brat. I went to youth camp, got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I went back to my Friday night youth service and something changed. Now I understand why Peter had a now moment. Now, Peter. Uh, chapter 3, verse 1 of the book of Acts. And now, he had a now moment, which became his wow moment. Now meaning no other way. Are you catching this? And when the Holy Spirit hit me, and I went back to my youth group, we went and broke into the locker, the lost and found, found Bibles. I didn't own a Bible. Well, I'm sure I did throughout the years, but didn't know where it was. Had a family Bible, but it weighed like 100 pounds. And so I went and we broke in. And got, well, there were, I, I never saw so many Bibles in my life. There were pink ones, white ones. I, I got them all. I didn't know how many I needed, so I grabbed five. They all were different, kind of different translations. So I said, well, he'll hit one of these. And I'll never forget, we're all sitting there. And I pulled the chair up, and I'm on the front row. Now listen, I'm on the front row. I didn't want to be in any other row because I didn't want to be intimidated by anybody else. So I got in the front row. I'm holding my Bible. My youth pastor comes up. Oh, and he he sees us. Poor guy lived in fear. We locked him in the closet one time for two hours. And went down to Roseville, California while he was locked in. Came back. The door was busted. We thought he went to get a gun or the police. But this is why it was the way it was. And I sat there and I had my Bible open. And I just had a Bible open. And he said, turn with me. And when he turned, I turned and I went, oh boy. I'd never responded in church up until that point. And I said, oh boy. He stopped. It startled him. Because we used to just sit there and try to be how cool we were. I mean, we'd work on the mirror, man, and just say, okay, let's give him Pastor Russ our cool look, you know. Like, you can't reach me. The Holy Ghost changed all of that. And I'll never forget when he looked down at us and I grabbed my buds and I said, we're going to pay attention. They go, why? 
so it's because it's our assignment I'm not going to let my generation go without what I know and what I've learned this week at youth camp I'll never forget <laughs> Pastor Russ gets up there and he looks at it he goes what's going on you ever been that way you know your parents you come in you're Sometimes you want something from your parents, so you're being really goody-goody. You wash the car, you know, kill the dog, whatever. You know, you just do something real nice. <laughs> okay, the cat. So, <laughs> some of you guys going, yeah, no. And he looks and he goes, you guys aren't going to lock me in the closet again, are you? I go, no, pastor. Preach the word. For the first time, I heard the word with its purity. And it sank so deep inside of me, it created a radical realm that I am now living in the transition and the transcending dispensation. I'm not just going to see Jesus. I'm going to be like Jesus. Get your hands up. And I said that to say this. When praise and worship, I would get in the front row because I was still dealing with insecurities. And if I, people were staring at me, I afraid they were, you know, if I was behind, uh, uh, you know, others, I was afraid they were looking at me the way I was looking at them. So I just got in the front row. I finally got to a place I did not care. Maybe that's where you're at. But are you ready to pray in the Holy Ghost? If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, this is why we have a Pentecost, Pentecostal conference spirit-filled conference because I got to tell you you don't want to go into this dispensation unarmed come on good intentions aren't going to get you there passion doesn't have to be perfect but it does have to be accurate the Holy Spirit is here to bring the accuracy to it amen the count of three we're going to start praying in tongues if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit you're going to be count of three don't be afraid of this come on guys quit letting the devil lie to you quit letting the devil try to see it, the Holy Spirit is a realm that he has no territory no territorial entrance to whatsoever I mean you, you you talk about keeping him on a short leash are you kidding me he doesn't even get out of, he doesn't even get to come out of the doghouse because the Holy Spirit is here to embrace the power of God. Come on. So we can face the dispensation of his glory. One, two, three. Go ahead. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. I will reach the disobedient. I will reach the rebellious. Not by by line upon line, precept upon precept, but by stammering lips and an unknown tongue. I'm going to change the course of every generation. They're going to fall in love with me. <laughs> they're going to love me more than anything in the universe. <laughs> and they're going to operate out of that love. They're going to operate out of that relationship.
relationship. Ha 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 ha. Lilio korobondoroboso. Liliandarabasa. They're removing all the loopholes that the enemy thinks he has in their lives. Ha 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 ha. Lilio korobosiliandarabasa. Come on. Come on. There's healing taking place. Right now there is healing in your mind, healing in your body, healing in your spirit. God is doing a restoration moment in your circumstance, in your situation. The devil said it's too big. God said, come on, I just made it small. <laughs> Woo! You got to understand that God fits into this dispensation and the devil doesn't. If the world fits, you're the wrong size. Enlarge the borders of your authority. Mark Hankin says, you don't pray for victory, you pray from victory. Ha ha ha. And every time you pray in tongues, you're praying in the dispensation of the will of God on a level that you may not see or understand. And it brings you into unity through the will of God. What is the will of God? To love God and hate sin. What is the will of God? To love God and hate sin. What is the will of God? To love God and hate sin. It's simple. It's not a bunch of rules of do's. And it's not a bunch of rules of don'ts. It's the rule of surrenderance. You just surrender to him, all the do's get lined up. And all the don'ts mean nothing anymore. Come on. Man, I've been a Christian since I was 12 years old. I was a virgin when I got married. I never drank, I never smoked. Marijuana was everywhere in California. When I was growing up in the hippie movement. I didn't even know what marijuana smelled like until I went on a missions trip to Jamaica. We're up in the hills. Lacey was there. We're up there in the hills ministering, doing a drama out in the middle of the street. And all of a sudden, I'm smelling this funny odor. And I go, guys, what is that smell? And all my youth, they were kind of chuckling at me. going, And real sheepishly, they go, Pastor Steve, that's marijuana. I'm like, oh, Peace, brothers. But I wasn't a perfect teenager. But I knew there was a perfect assignment. And regardless of my weaknesses, he made me strong. You ever have those moments? Re-register in the realm of his priorities. Start praying in tongues. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today, you need a new defining moment. Say, I believe that there are five priorities that the church needs to reveal to this generation. The first priority is eternity. I have to get you eternity ready. There is no other name whereby men can be saved. Acts 4.12, and that's Jesus and him alone. I have to get you destiny ready. Come on. Your future is engraved in the will of God. And you're going to enjoy it. you got to get your identity ready. Why? Because the more confident you have about yourself, the more confidence you're going to be able to share others. 
from yourself. You're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable. Say it with me. I'm lovable, valuable, capable, redeemable. I'm lovable, valuable, capable, redeemable. Say, I'm lovable, valuable, capable, redeemable. And then you have to have integrity. I got to get you integrity. Come on. Integrity ready. Come on. Are you ready for this? Live out. Live out the lifestyle of Jesus. And integrity all automatically takes control. And then I have to get you journey ready. Get involved in something that's bigger than you are. It's not the destination that defines you. It's the journey. How many's had a great journey? How many's had a devil show up? And it's still great. That means you did it right. Just because you're a believer doesn't mean the devil's going to leave you alone. The minute you gave Jesus, you gave your life to Jesus, you just gave him your mailing address. But it didn't matter to God. He says, I'm still greater than he that is in the world. I'm still greater in you than he that is in the world. So every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here, and this is a defining moment, said, Lord, I need you in my life. Maybe you came here with a friend. Maybe you've never really given your life to Jesus. You know that something's stirring inside of you because you can't help it because you're an eternal being. Your spirit is attached to eternity automatically. Ecclesiastes 3.11. And you know that there's something inside of you that hasn't been addressed. And you realize it can't be addressed until Jesus addresses it. Jesus said, I love you so much that I died for you. I didn't come to condemn you. I came here to save you. That's the loving Jesus. He loves everybody. Isn't that amazing? And if you're here, every head bowed and eye closed. He says, Steve, I don't know on an eternity scale of one to, or an eternity scale of one to eternity. I'm not sure where I would, if my name would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Nobody looking around, and if that's you, would you just raise your hand? And I'm going to pray for you right where you're at. We're going we're gonna to do this. Got to make sure. I got to make sure that every person here, anybody, any hands, any hands, okay? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. I, they're about to have a supernatural experience. Their world is about to be turned right side up. Satan turned it upside down. Jesus came to turn it right side up. Anybody else real quick? Anybody else? Got any more? Uh, another one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Put your hand down. Thank you, sir. Put your hand down. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I, got, I, can, I can sense the devil grinding his teeth right now. Uh, anybody else real quick? Thank you, sweetheart. Ooh, something supernatural is about to happen to you. Anybody else real quick? Uh, glory. Thank you, sweetheart. Put your hand down. Oh, this is it. A defining moment. Ooh, we're about to rewrite history. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, glory. Thank you, sweetheart. Wow. Oh, man. I, I think we just made the devil mad. That means we get an extra ha, 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Woo. All right, now, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Wow, wow, wow. To all of you that raised your hand, let me remind you again, the devil is a liar. He does not have control of your eternity. He doesn't have control of your destiny, identity, integrity, or your journey. He is defeated. Come on. He is defeated. And we're about to announce it into the universe right now by doing this prayer. Everybody look at me and pray this prayer together. Father God. Oh. You got some new boldness. You caught some new boldness. 
man, this is awesome. Chip's not going to have to lay hands on you three ways, hard, fast, and continuously. You got it. Father God, I come to you today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, to the best of my ability, and by the power of the Holy Spirit in me, I will seek and serve you. I will seek and serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now give the Lord a praise offering. Give the Lord a praise offering. Ha, 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 Just got to laugh at the devil every once in a while. Come on, you got to laugh at yourself too. Come on, quit taking yourself so serious. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. How many feel stronger? Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Remember, Jesus loves you very much. All he wants is a chance to prove it. Love you guys.